So yesterday, on October 18th, Visa released a bulletin on cash discounting. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt, and then I'm going to tell you three things, uh, three choices that you basically have moving forward with cash discounting. Whether you're an agent, an ISO, or an acquirer, I highly recommend you take the next few minutes to watch this video. I believe it will be a help to you moving forward. The Visa Bulletin says, models that encourage merchants to add a fee on top of the normal price of the items being purchased, then give an immediate discount of that fee at the register if the customer pays with cash or debit card, are not compliant with the Visa rules and may be subject, I'm sorry, and may subject the acquirer to non-compliance action. So in short, what that says is that cash discounting programs in our industry across the board are not compliant with Visa rules. I do not know of a single cash discount program in the entire industry that would pass that test. None of them are compliant according to Visa with Visa rules. So what are we going to do about this? Uh, we knew it was going to happen. I talked about it a month ago. I said, hey, you know, this is going to happen. This is how they're going to attack it is they're going to say you can't do a price increase that way. But what do we do about that? Now, before I get into these three options, I do want to make it clear I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. You're responsible for your actions. If you choose to take any action on this and it causes compliance concerns or whatever, this is my opinion. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. So option number one, and this is what I think a lot of ISOs will do, and that is um, ignore the bulletin completely and continue moving forward in violation of visa rules with the underlying assumption that these rules are unconstitutional and that if Visa were to take you to court over it, that they would lose, okay? Now, the reality of that option is there's one really big problem, and that problem is that Visa, you know, said that the acquirer would be subject to noncompliance actions. And so for those of you that don't know our industry very well, the acquirers, those are the big companies. That's, that's uh, First Data, that's Vantiv, Evo, Tesis, you know, on down the line. These are the big companies they are the ones that are at risk of being potentially sued by Visa or fined or whatever actions Visa is implying here. And so these rules may cascade down very quickly. I would not be surprised if within 30 days, it is possible that almost all of the big acquirers would send bulletins and, and messages down the, through the ranks saying, you're not allowed to do cash discounting anymore at all. I mean, that's very, very possible at, at this point. And so, um, you know, why? Because they don't want that risk. But there is an opportunity to say, you know, the visa rules are unconstitutional. We're going to continue to sell it. Now, if that happens in the industry and if one or more of the acquirers decide to do that and stand up to visa, visa would take them to court. Um, I do think visa would win on the smaller kind of argument of, you know, cash. In other words, cash discounting in our industry today is surcharging. In my opinion, it's a thinly veiled attempt to surcharge in all 50 states and on all car types. And so I think visa would win the argument of, you know, is this, this current cash discount program really surcharging? I think the answer is yes, it is really surcharging. But the larger issue is, is it unconstitutional to have a rule that tells a business owner what they can and cannot charge in their own business for their services, right? So that's really would be the issue. And the question is, does Visa really want to have that fight? Does Visa really want to have that high profile court case right now? Just after the Supreme Court, you know, not too long ago said surcharging is is fine and having a law, you know, having restrictions against it is unconstitutional because of the First Amendment. You know, there, there's a lot of momentum going forward with surcharging. So I think it's kind of like the courts would say, yeah, it is surcharging and surcharging is fine. And now all of a sudden you have a situation where surcharging is legal in all 50 states. 
on all card types. And so Visa doesn't want that. And so I don't know. I, I you know, I would I wouldn't go so far as to say this is a bluff by Visa, but it could be. And um, honestly, I don't think anybody's going to call their bluff, but I'd be interested to see if somebody did. That's for sure. So option number one, uh, just ignore the bulletin. It's unconstitutional um, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, option number two, pivot to a new model that would take, you know, the visa rules kind of out of, you know, take us out of scope of the visa rules. Let me give you an example. I talked about it a little while back and didn't get a lot of traction with it. But um, now that we actually have to do something, uh, maybe some people would listen to the idea. You know, why not have two different line items on the receipt? You know, you could very easily take a, a credit card terminal and you know how you have, you know, credit or debit. You could also have cash and tell the, the merchant, hey, if you want to save $1,000 a month, then you run every transaction goes through the terminal, even if they're paying cash. The way it works is if they're paying cash, you're going to hit cash, put the amount in. And what would happen is there would always be a service fee. Always. So there's always a service fee, cash and credit. There's always a service fee line item on the receipt. If they pay with cash, there's a separate line item that has a cash discount. Okay, so if you think about it, that would kind of take it out of the scope of visa rules because, um, in my opinion, anyway, because, you know, you think about it, a merchant, you know, imagine a merchant in an area where um, all of a sudden they had an energy shortage and prices of energy skyrocketed. Right. What would they do? Well, maybe they could do a four percent service fee or surcharge, whatever you want to call it, on everything in their store to make up that revenue. You know, doesn't the merchant have the constitutional right to add a service fee to everything in their store, regardless of payment type? Does that have anything to do with visa rules if it's regardless of payment type? I don't think so. Um, and we know that they have a constitutional right, not a constitutional right, but they have a right to do cash discounting because of the Durban Amendment. So that's an interesting option. We could pivot and put two line items and, you know, edit the terminals, change the point of sale systems a little bit to have two line items. I think, you know, in my opinion, I feel like that would be compliant. Um, number three, the third option is that we could uh, take another look at surcharging. Um, had a really, really informative, interesting conversation this morning on the phone with Jonathan Razi uh, from CardX. Uh, Jonathan, uh, you know, they've really built an amazing business there. You know, his background is as an attorney, and they actually filed a brief, uh, amicus brief, with the Supreme Court when the surcharging case was up. I read it a while back and thought it was very well written and made some really good, strong arguments. So their goal now is to get surcharging to be nationwide. You know, if we look at, he mentioned Australia, you know, in Australia, I believe he said 42% of all businesses surcharge, 60% um, of all large businesses surcharge in Australia. Now, the only reason that large businesses in the U.S. haven't done surcharging is because it's not legal in all 50 states. And he made some really good points and pointed out to me that, you know, a lot of these big companies like Home Depot they uh, sent in briefs as well, and, and they filed papers with the courts saying, you know, we support this idea of surcharging. We want to do this, but we have to have nationwide pricing strategies. And so it's not legal in all the states because there are certain state laws against it. Well, that was a big reason for cash discounting, right? Because you can't surcharge in all 50 states, so let's make cash discounting. Well, guess what? You know, now Cardex and others have pushed, and now it's legal to do surcharging in Florida and Texas and California, and there's a case right now in New York. And so it's very possible that by the end of next year, John uh, thinks that by the end of next year, um, surcharging could be legal in all 50 states. Once they get New York, the other dominoes are smaller, and they could probably fall pretty quickly to get letters of opinion or something like that from these attorneys general. So 
um, there's some options there with surcharging. So I think one of the good options is to look at that. And, you know, he made some really good points about it. I'm actually going to be interviewing him on our podcast uh, next week. So make sure you tune in uh, for our next podcast episode. We have one coming out Monday where we don't have that in there. But then the, the next week, uh, the next weekend, um, if you go to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, ccsalespro.com, greensheet.com, you know, you can find our podcast, the Merchant Sales Podcast. Make sure you listen into that because we're going to interview and spend an entire episode talking about that. So in summary... You have a decision to make, okay? Visa has said that cash discounting is against Visa rules. I do not know of any cash discounting programs that fall within like the acceptable bounds based on what they said. So you're gonna have to do something, make a decision. Look at those three options. You need to talk to your ISO processor acquirer. You need to talk about this and talk to them in the next few days, in the next week or so, because I promise you that it isn't going to stop here. You know, this is a risk. And so it's going to trickle its way down and there's going to be restrictions and your know, programs are going to be, you know, programs are just going to go away. You know, you may have merchants with a processor that comes down and says, we don't want to get in trouble for this. You have 50 merchants on cash discounting. Guess what? Tomorrow they're not like this is going to happen. Like this just, it, it happens right here. It's the bulletin. Okay. So check it out. Talk to your processor, talk to your ISO, talk to your acquirer. What are they going to do about this? Are they going to stand up to visa and fight? Cool. You know, I don't really have an opinion. I really don't have an opinion. I can get on board with number one. Yeah, let's do it. You know, number two, make uh, you know, different line items, adjusting things. Awesome. Great idea. Number three, let's look at surcharging again. That's a good option. I've said all along that it would end up surcharging anyway. I said eventually when it's all said and done, it's going to be surcharging because it's, that's how what it's going to be eventually. Um, so maybe you look at surcharging so you have that long-term relationship. So my name is James Shepard. Thanks for watching the video, listening to the podcast. Stay tuned for a lot more to come from our podcast next week.